Joining us out of Australia is Scott Pride from ZeroTackle.com, and I suppose Zero plays into that as well quite nicely. Scott, how are you doing? Most certainly does. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, any time. Now, your first time on the show, it is a tradition, uh, much like, uh, I guess, when somebody breaks into a team for the first time, that you have to sing for us. Have you got a song that you'd like to do? <laughs> That is the world's worst tradition. I can't do <laughs> That's all right. We're just winding you up, Scott. Thanks very much for coming on, mate. Hey, um, now I know you're in Melbourne at the moment, aren't you? Uh, Sydney, actually. Oh, you're uh, in Sydney. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. And I just saw Rafa Nadal's being knocked out of the Australian Open in straight sets by an American with two surnames, Mackenzie McDonald. <laughs> he has. Yeah, Nadal looked like he was. I was watching a bit of that game. It looked like he was uh, struggling with an injury this afternoon. So, um, yeah, big blow for the Australian Open and. and um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Uh, I suppose it opens the tournament right up now. Yeah, yeah, it does. And uh, we'll have to see uh, what becomes of Mackenzie McDonald from here, if he can uh, he can go on and uh, and repeat that form. Hey, listen, we didn't get you on to talk tennis, even though you're a knowledgeable man on many things, uh, including <laughs> a, including a, a cricket as an umpire and things. But you are the editor of ZeroTackle.com, which is uh, probably, I think, the best independent source for uh, rugby league news there is on the internet, mate. So good job on that. But wanted to get you on to talk about this, uh, the collective bargaining agreement and the NRL because things aren't sweet. I thought before Christmas, just before I turned off all my media and did sod all for a couple of weeks, that they had organised this. It was sorted and we we had an increase in the salary cap. What's going on? Well, it appeared that way for a couple of hours. You know, the, the whole situation's a mess. You know, firstly, it was supposed to be agreed on by mid-October and some of the players have certainly not been backwards in, in explaining that this week. They've been at the negotiating table for well over 12 months now. But, um, yeah, the NRL did announce a salary cap, you know, record increase, and everyone went, oh, you beauty, they finally sorted it out. Uh, and then a couple of hours later, the RLPA came out and went, well, no, we haven't. It's not sorted out at all. This is ridiculous. Um, and so now they're still stuck at the negotiating table. And if anything, judging by comments this week from players like Christian Welch out of the Storm, who's, of course, an RLPA director, and Pat Carrigan out of the Broncos, things have actually gone backwards, if anything. Um, I think Welch made a comment during the week that, you know, seemingly they're, they're not even close to an agreement. Um, Carrigan talked about how frustrating it's been. And now you've got clubs pulling out of media commitments here in Australia this week. I know the Warriors are stuck by their commitment this morning over in Auckland. But, um, you know, certainly I believe the, the Broncos and the Sharks, the Dragons, uh, Melbourne and Penrith have been rumoured to do the same. Newcastle pulled out of theirs. So there's six clubs straight off the bat who have pulled out of official NRL media commitments, uh, which are supposed to be promoting the season. And uh, it appears that it's only going to get worse from here. Um, you know, it's a real mess at the moment. It is a real mess. Uh, do you know what the sticking point is? Is there any talk about that? Because I saw the the record increase, right? And I went, well, I know that there is a uh, something in the in the contracts of all the players that if there's an increase to the salary cap, then that incrementally gets adjusted to everybody's salary. Um, but it looked like it also meant there was more money in the pot, so we were going to see more player movement. So, what's the sticking point? So. Yeah, every or most players, I believe, have a what they call a ratchet clause in their contract, which is where when the salary cap increases by X percent, their contracts will also go up by the same uh, level of percentage. Um, whether that leaves more money in the pot or not is disputable. Um, certainly, you know, everyone's going to be on more money and future contracts will be worth more. Um, but the, uh, they're talking about, yes, money is one thing and the salary cap is a big thing, but the sticking points um, seem to be around the players actually being heard, having a seat at the table with the NRL, not being uh, overly questioned if they if they say something, um, you know, in, in terms of everything from rule changes to the future direction of the game. Um, you know, the RLPA want a bigger 
seat at the table, and that seems to be a sticking point, as does the women's game, which we know is expanding rapidly. And you know, it's a shame that the Warriors had to pull out of the NRLW. We hope that they'll, they'll return to the competition one day. Uh, but you know, the NRLW is expanding in leaps and bounds, and it's gone up to ten teams this year, I believe it is. Uh, you know, we've seen you know, plenty of um, uh, you know, new clubs coming in there, but and, and the salary cap also there was going to increase by record margin but you know all the talk is essentially that um, not enough not good enough and um yeah a number of different sticking points there but it you know the whole as i said before the whole situation is an absolute mess at the moment it is uh, we're only two weeks away from pre-season matches as well uh do you think it will come to the point where we maybe have a player strike like we've seen in the states you know in, in baseball and in hockey before well, that's what I was going to say. You know, it certainly has happened in American sports, so it's not impossible. Um, we've never seen it in Australian sports or sports really outside of America. Um, but, you know, both Welch and Carrigan hinted at it in their comments this week. They're not ruling it out. Um, the RLPA have previously refused to, to rule it out. You know, they've called it the last resort. Um, but you have to wonder now how close we are getting to a last resort because it seems that neither the NRL or RLPA are going to budge on the key points that they are you know, putting to each other. And again, we're not completely privy to all the details. They, they keep a lot of it fairly private. But um, you, know, you have to wonder how close we are getting to that last resort, which will be a player strike. But you know, there's one thing that kept, I, I guess, kept ringing in the back of my head all week, which is you know, we've just been through this COVID pandemic and Peter Volandis and Andrew Abdu, they kept the game of rugby league running more than any other sport. You know, they, were, they, they went longer than the AFL. They started sooner than the AFL over here in Australia. Um, they moved the Warriors from New Zealand to Australia. They moved the competition into hub, like central hubs and that. So it's hard to see them letting this um, bring a standstill, bring the competition to a standstill rather, and reduce the length of the season. But it's certainly not impossible, impossible and I wouldn't be ruling it out at this stage. Yeah, I mean, it, the effect that it is having is not so much on the contracted players... But I guess, you know, and in your article that you put up today about this, Matt Lodge, Cooper Johns, uh, Martin Tapau, are guys who don't currently have contracts. They're waiting to be given contracts, but those contracts can't be inked until they know how much they can get paid because of they don't know what the salary cap is yet. So it's, it's all a, a, a hurry up and wait game, I guess, for some of the players as well. Correct. Yeah, all those guys are on, on train and trial deals. And, and in the case of, of Johns and Lodge, um, you know, Lodge is, hasn't been confirmed by the Roosters, but both of them have been since well before Christmas. So they're on $1,000 a week to train, basically to have insurance so they can keep training. And, uh, you know, you have to wonder just how messy this situation is going to get before it uh, gets better. As you rightly said, we're, we're only a couple of weeks away from pre-season trials and then the competition itself is, is less than six weeks away now. Uh, without a CBA or you know, a set salary cap, that's that's becoming a really, really big issue. Um, you know, it is the biggest issue facing the game right now, without a doubt. Uh, you know, hopefully they can get something sorted because the real losers out of this are going to be the fans. Um, you know, if we go into a lockdown, players aren't going to be able to train, which will then push back the restart of the season because you know they've got to be given some weeks to train under their. Uh, their agreements and rules. You know, we're going to be looking at a shortened season. Uh, we're going to be looking at potentially a reduced TV deal, which then in fact impacts the future money that the players are able to have. Um, we're going to be looking at delayed player movements. But, you know, it, there's so many different knock-on effects that um, you know are going to impact the NRL here if they can't get this sorted out. Probably, I would suggest in the next fortnight. Yeah, I mean, it, it's the immovable force meets the unstoppable object, right? Um, I guess it's which one's going to cave first. For me, sitting here looking at it, uh, it feels like the NRL have got more to lose than the players. 
They do, yeah, um, because the players, and, and I think uh, it was uh, Welch who said this week, um, or maybe Carrigan, I can't remember which one, but one of them basically said the players have never been more united. You know, they thought, the NRL basically thought by putting out a, a big um, shiny nugget, that $12 million salary cap, that the players would just cave and sign the agreement. Um, but if anything, that's you know, only re- strengthened the resolve of the players, which then, you know, it gives the NRL sense to lose a lot more out of this. As we saw during COVID, um, TV deals got cut, you know, head, head office at NRL got cut in a big way. Um, budgets got slashed. So if we look at another lockout where where teams aren't playing, games aren't being played, um, the NRL do stand to lose a lot. But then, you know, the players also stand to lose a lot because if we go into a lockout, well, salaries cease to exist for a little while and um, you have to wonder if they'll put their livelihoods on the line, uh, essentially over uh, a couple of sticking points in, in the uh, negotiations. Now, I do have to say that uh, tomorrow on our, our drive show, The Run Home, Stephen McIver has Clint Newton on the show um, from the RLPA. I mean, if you could ask Clint one question regarding this, what would it be? Um, how do you narrow it down to one? Mm. Um, I think you know, the biggest question is really what is, going, what is it going to take to get this over the line? What, what do both sides need to concede uh, to, to to move forward with a with a fresh CBA that locks the game in for the, you know security for players, security for the game itself for the next four or five years because right now the whole game's in jeopardy. Yeah, it is now uh, at zero tackle, Scott. You you do a lot of great work uh, talking about potential moves, player movement, um, you know, sort of contracts and things like that. And we've seen Stephen Crichton tell the Penrith Panthers, actually, don't even worry about you know, putting a deal to me. Um, I've got something sorted. Nothing official's been announced, but uh, you probably. Worst kept secret in rugby league is he's going to the Bulldogs. Um, those guys have all of a sudden inherited the Roosters' salary cap. It seems. Um, what, what, what have you <laughs> made? Of, what, yeah, yeah. What have you? What have you made of that move? Uh, I think the move. Well, you know, I think Penrith, for starters, um, we're never going to be able to hold on to Crichton. He's you know the hottest talent coming off. Well, one of the hottest talents coming off contract. Uh, certainly in for the biggest pay rise of all the players coming off contract. If you look at. Uh, who's improved over the last couple of years. But I think, um, you know, the Bulldogs, yeah, again, I don't really know where they're finding all the money. But I think now that he's actually told Penrith that in, you know, he's certainly not going to be at, at the foot of the mountains in 2024, you could see a few other clubs make a late or a last gas play for Crichton. You have to wonder if he's already signed with the Bulldogs and he could be in that cooling off period. Of course, uh, the infamous Daly Cherry even backflip on the Gold Coast Titans brought that in a number of years ago where mm. players now have to sign and then wait 10 days before anything's announced. So we could be in that period and not even know about it. Uh, but I think a number of other clubs could come to the table um, in terms of offering Crichton, you know, finding a few hundred, few extra hundred thousand dollars purely because they know he, they're not competing with Penrith anymore where uh, Crichton, you know, certainly there was talk that he wanted to stay at Penrith and he, he said in his comments uh, after or in that press release that it was the hardest decision he's ever made. Uh, but if it's not the Bulldogs, then you could be looking at clubs like the Dragons, Tigers, Newcastle Knights, who are chasing Lockie Miller. If they land Lockie Miller, then that's off the table. Looks like his, that might be done. But I think the Dragons and Tigers are two clubs that could really uh, utilise someone like Stephen Crichton. Obviously, he wants to play fullback. Um, so, yeah, I think there's a number of clubs that could come to the table, find a bit of extra money now that he's definitely not going to be at the Panthers. Mm, yeah, and one of the other stories that's um, come out is is about Mitchell Moses and what he's going to do um, from the Eels. Uh, the Eels seem like they do have a bit more cash floating around now. They might be able to do something, but uh, it feels like uh, he is very much on the board and, and open to offers, and you know, it's been talked about the Tigers, potentially even the Dogs. Yeah, as he has to be on the table. Uh, I think 
Parramatta certainly have more money than they did 12 months ago. Of course, you know, leading into the 2022 season, Parramatta had something like 17 players off contract at the same time. And that was a real tricky situation for the Eels to try and juggle their salary cap. Obviously, they lost some really good talent. Uh, Reid Marnie's gone to the Bulldogs. Uh, Murata Niakore off to the Warriors and, and a number of other players have left the club. But they're in a much better position salary cap-wise than they were probably 12 months ago. Uh, the signing of Dylan Brown is an interesting one. You know, They've signed him for two years, but then there's six years of options built into that contract. So... It's hard to, I guess, get a read on exactly how much that impacts the salary cap and whether they'd want to spend, you know, let's say $2 million on their halves. Undoubtedly, Brown and Moses are a great combination. They, you know, they've been to the grand final last year, finals a couple of years before that as well. Uh, but whether whether they want to spend two and a bit million on their halves, because they're going to need to, it appears that the Bulldogs are coming in hot, the Tigers are coming in hot, Mitchell Moses. Uh, there was some talk, I believe, that uh, the Tigers were going to offer as much as $1.3 or $1.4 million a season for Mitchell Moses, which is insane money when you mm. think about it. Um, and so if they offer that, it's hard to see Parramatta finding that sort of money, but then what will loyalty do for Moses if they get in the ballpark, will he stay? Uh, I, I can't see Moses signing anywhere real soon, put it that way. Yeah, all right. We'll uh, keep an eye on that one. And uh, finally, mate, um, b- before we let you go, the uh, story that I think Justin wrote uh, com is uh, about Eddie Jones, uh, of course, uh, now the new Australian rugby union coach. And he's apparently circled a few names from rugby league. Maybe this uh, CBA issue might actually play into Rugby Australia's hands. Uh, Will Penasini, Nelson Asafa, Solomon are a couple of players he's looking at trying to get across to the 15-man code. Yes, and of course, Joseph Suwali will be at the head of that list as well, you'd have to imagine. Um, certainly the CBA could play into Rugby Australia's hands if they don't get it sorted fairly soon, but I think the bigger factor, of course, is the 2027 World Cup, which will be held in Australia, uh, playing a Rugby World Cup on home soil. Uh, you know, it will certainly speak to some of those players that have grown up with a rugby a rugby union background or upbringing. Um, whether any of them go is up for dispute. I don't think Rugby Australia really have the cash that they did you know, 20 years ago when they were recruiting ahead of the 2003 World Cup, we obviously saw names like, you know, Matt Rogers, Wendell Sale, Lottie Takiri, uh, you know, playing rugby union. I'm not sure they have that sort of money anymore, and potentially that's why they're looking at some of the younger guys, Penasini and Tolatau Kula, for example. Mm. Uh, but I think, you know, Suwali's the big one because he's hinted that he potentially will go and play rugby. Um, he's on player options with the Roosters for as long as, you know, he's basically up for dispute every year whether he'll remain in the NRL and he's going to for 2023. But there was a story a couple of weeks ago that he hasn't uh, accepted his player option for 2024 yet, which I think certainly speaks volumes over the fact that Rugby Australia would have made an approach to him and, and will want him to switch to the 15-man game without a doubt. Yeah, it'll be uh, one to watch. Nelson Asafa Solomon is an interesting one because he won't be playing it, I wouldn't have thought, in 2027. And he's born and bred in New Zealand. Um, so, I, I don't, yeah, I mean, he's a Wellington boy. He is a Wellington boy. I'm not sure why Rugby Australia have earmarked him. You're right. He's only 26, so he certainly you know, would oh, yeah. probably still be going around in 2027. Uh, but I can't really understand that one from Rugby Australia given uh, given he is a Wellington boy. And... Um, you know, I also don't really see him leaving the NRL. Melbourne Storm has stuck with him through some pretty, some pretty tense situations over the last couple of years around vaccinations and whatnot. Uh, mm. So I, I can't really see him uh, exiting that club. But stranger things have certainly happened. They have indeed. Yeah, he's, 20, he's only twenty six. Feels like he's been around forever, Scott. Hey, listen, mate. Thanks it's very up. much. Yeah, thanks very much for coming on. Uh, always great to chat uh, rugby league, and uh, I love what you're doing at zerotackle.com. Keep up the good work. 
Thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, yeah. Much appreciated. No problem at all. Scott Pride, editor of Zero ZeroTackle.com. If you uh, uh, want a, a source for your rugby league news, now that NRL.com is not quite what it was a couple of years ago, uh, it's definitely a good place to go. Lots of, like, lots of great... Uh, stories on there but also they've got all the squads and who's in and who's out who's left and who's who's coming it's a really easy place to go particularly like you know if you Ben I know you, you play fantasy NRL and things like that uh, it's, it's a good place to go just to see what that player movement looks like well even the player contracts as well mm. so you can easily see like what players are in the top 30 how long they've got in their contracts uh, even the development players as well and some of the guys that you probably wouldn't have heard of yeah Totally. So zerotackle.com 